Just a grow and the bliss just a show and a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, show the little that I know and it humble me more and more. The truth set me free and encourages me as it humble me more and more. More and more. There is so much to fear, they say. So many unknowns. Scorch the face of the earth in a selfish game of thrones. Some have learned of the mysteries and are forcing the world to comply. But give thanks, the source of the sacred is encoded in I and I. When I tune into the frequency, none of the stains of adversity distract from the real I know. I'm the power I'm connected to. Yes, it just a humble me more and more. The heights just a grow and the bliss just a show. And a humble me more and more. The more that I learn, the little that I know, and it humble me more and more. Yes, 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 yes. This is the Black Russian Podcast. I am Tianbuku One. I'm Yula. This is the first episode of Phase Two. We'll call it Episode Eleven for. Keeping consistent and not confusing people, but this is phase two of our podcast. We made it through our first phase into the second phase, and the music tonight will be all by the female reggae artist Janine. Who, by the time you guys are listening to this, or the time by the time it's technically available, which is June first, we will be at the Janine show. So we are here. We are back, fresh, same. Commitment to truth, honesty, writing your own vows, writing your own script. Same, real, going there. Different flow and format. But same old, folks. So what we'll do, we took a month off, and some of you guys might have known we took a month off. We needed a month. We needed some time off. And so we, as promised, are going to go into why it is we needed that time off. But so what we'll do is we'll go into our quotes first. So you can go at your quote first. You have a quote? I'm not even ready. You want me to go with my quote first? Sure. Okay. Quote first, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. 
is true. <laughs> Especially for a minute. All right, my quotes. The truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. All right. And my next one is don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen. That's pretty good. The best way to find out if you can, tr- if you can trust somebody is to trust them. <laughs> That's true. And my last one is coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. And working together is success. Agreed. All right, this is a little story. I did not write it. I stole it from someone, but I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, So you're always honest, I said. Aren't you? No, I told him. I'm not. Well, that's good to know, I guess. I'm not saying I'm a liar, I told him. He raised his eyebrows. That's not how I meant it anyways. How do you mean it then? I just, I don't always say what I feel. Why not? Because the truth sometimes hurts, I said. Yeah, he said, so, does, so do lies, though. All right, where'd you, what, what? I don't know, I, I stole it from <laughs> someone. felt it. I was going to ask you why you felt it, and that's where you stole it from, where you plagiarized. Just... I didn't plagiarize it, I took yeah. it. I mean, I did not write it, I said it right away. It sure. was not mine, but it ties into uh, what, I guess, what we're going to talk about. So maybe I will uh, (laughs) weave all those in when I am talking about my stuff, since most of, from what I understand, Tion's is is the producer here, but he told me that most of the, most of the episode is going to be me being clean with whatever it is that I need to be clean with. Yeah, we are on this podcast and in life, but to specifically for you guys on this podcast is we have to be honest we have to be clear we have to tell on ourselves so that way you guys um, can relate our goal with this podcast is just to be honest and share a perspective of how we do it and what we do the highs and lows perhaps to hopefully normalize the many different ways to share relationships and the ups and downs that go through it and nobody's immune to it so before we go into our rants I would like to say like we say in every podcast no relationship style is more or less divine than any other. It's the work that the people put into it and into themselves that will determine the quality of the relationship. So with that, we're going to go into our new section, which is rants. I don't have one today, unless unless I get inspired by yours. Okay, well, my rant is freedom of choice. If we choose to take that from someone, there should be a huge responsibility. Like, if you're taking someone's freedom of choice away, you best be providing so much for it that they really just appreciate what you're doing and they honor just giving that up because that's a pretty important part of ourselves. So if you're a monogamous, you better be super on it since you've wanted full custody of someone's desire, passion, sex, and sensuality. You shouldn't demand to be a sole provider if you only half-ass provide. And a lot of what we find a lot of times is people will demand all this I want to be the only one. It's just you and me and me against the world. But then they don't provide everything that they're supposed to provide to keep that person well fed. And so the analogy that I was thinking of is like, we're going to go back into this space and time of, there's a a documentary called, 
Oh my god, behind the walls of Motown. It's about Barry Gordy and Motown. So Barry Gordy had a band of amazing session players they called the Funk Brothers. And he wouldn't pay them enough to really live off of, but he demanded that they didn't do any session work for any other people. And if they ever were caught, they'd be fined. So it was a concept of he wanted exclusivity, but didn't pay him enough to keep him that way. And it's the same thing we see like in... So did they cheat? Yeah, they did. And, yeah, they, and they, got, they got docked yeah. and some, you know, got, got fired. Um, but I wonder why they cheated. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, and then another analogy, if that one didn't resonate with you, is like with art agencies, booking agencies. You know, we have, you know, me managing artists for a long time. We had booking agents that always would assume they want exclusivity, but they couldn't provide enough shows a year to justify being exclusive. And so, but that's the same thing with a monogamous relationship is that we demand this exclusivity, but we better make sure that we're providing enough of that love, desire, passion, vitality, nurture that a person needs, or else that's going to be the seeds of them either becoming miserable or seeking it out somewhere else. Now, if you're in, if you're in a poly or open relationship, then you got to make sure you are super on your vows and ultra clear about what they are and working steady to make sure your love does not get overlooked or neglected. Your love is in your loved one. You know, um, it goes both ways on that side of the game. If you're going to have the privilege and freedom to really be able to just roam and, and, and be who you're supposed to be in that space in an open relationship, you got to make sure that the foundation stays nurtured and um, loved and not make sure, you know, and, and not be out so much that your home base gets neglected. You know, you're too busy nurturing all the water and the plants and the rest of the forest, but your little patch at home is just drying up. I mean, you really... I think if I was to have a rant today, that would be that. Yeah. You want to add to that? To that whole thing? Yeah. To that whole... I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, I just don't understand the... To me, you know, if, it, if it's an open marriage, it's marriage first, then it's open. I guess there are other formulas out there that maybe equate those two or maybe put open first. And in that case, then I don't understand the purpose of marriage at all. Like if you put open first, then why even be married? I don't get it. If you want to have kids, and a home and a wife to provide and take care of the house, then um, that's more like slavery versus marriage. That's more like I own a kid-making person and a housekeeper, and then I do all the rest outside. But if you want to be married, married, then perhaps you should have a marriage first and then see if there's any space outside of it to maybe go and get more you know, whatever it is that you need and bring it back home. Otherwise, I, I think that those those words should not even go together. Right. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one we haven't learned about. But through this, you know, through this season, hopefully we'll learn more about it. But how, you know, there is such a thing as non-hierarchical polyamory where there's no one higher than anybody else. Everyone's equal. Um, but then that seems to be completely at a different side in, in my mind and Eula's mind, too, to marriage, because marriage, you actually are committed. You have a special bond yeah. with one person that you're yeah, building your like family and kids around. Yeah, just like being married creates a hierarchy. 
Yeah, it's like if you, you know, if you're married and then you have an opportunity to go on a trip. It has nothing to do. It's not intimate. It's not anyone you're involved with. It's your friends. What do you do first? First, you check uh, on your calendar. You know, do I have any commitments at home? You know, what's happening? And then if you've taken care of everything at home, then maybe you have an opportunity to go on a trip. Same thing. I mean, if you want to spend time outside of your marriage, in my view, you first check to see that the marriage is fine and you're providing there. And then you go out and maybe spend a little bit of time outside and then you bring it back. But not like you have zero um, Responsibilities, responsibilities or even like you know gradation of where do I spend my time what's most important right I mean that's like you know why why get married if you don't right. want to make then, the commitment then, to that team. right then my question is why do you get married right. did you get married before then you opened it up then it's changed well then maybe if that is the case then maybe you're evolving to the point where you no longer need to be married that's a different question right so that's, that's interesting so what's one of the rants is, you know, whatever you choose to demand, if you're demanding monogamy, then you better be ultra on your game and providing all those things that you are not allowing this person to um, receive nutrients from. So you are the sole provider. You have sole custody. You are the exclusive um, booking agent for those things. And if you're in an open <laughs> relationship, you know, be very clear about what it is you're trying to do, why it's open, what are the parameters and make sure you're on point and making sure that your roots are getting nurtured. So that's my first rant. The second rant is about freedom of choice. This is a serious one, like freedom of choice. We always talk about true love, true this, true that, but you know, a lot of times I don't know if we're always being our true selves. So how do we know we have true love if I haven't showed you who I am and you haven't showed me who you are? We just kind of have been piecemealing it along the way in hopes you don't find out that I got crazy shit in my closet. Oh, I know and exactly versa. who you are. Yeah. So... So I wrote a little something. It says, if we choose to take freedom of choice from someone, there's a huge responsibility like we talked about before. To find out what is true, both people need to find out and actually be who they are, who they're supposed to be. To find out in a relationship, let's try to return each other's birthright, which is freedom of decision, freedom of choice, and see what they do. I mean, you can tell a lot about somebody when you give them free will and you see what they do. I mean, if they're crazy and they go out and go nuts, you should not be thinking, well, see, that's why I need to present I and mean, have these, these rules. You should be like, do I really want to be with somebody who, if I give free will to, they go apeshit? Right. So thus, perhaps you spend some time before you get married and let them be who they are and then you figure it out? Hopefully. I mean, in any relationship, before you start, you know, confining them, give them freedom of choice first. Like... If you guys choose to be monogamous, cool, but let that be each other's choice, not like it's a mandate that you sign to a non-binding contract and you go, ha-ha, I got you, bitch. Now, you're, now you've contractually obligated to be with me forever, regardless of if you want to I or not. I did not sign any such contract. You know, but it's that, it's that crazy stuff. And so, I, I mean, ask yourself, like, do you really want someone to be with you just because they're contractually obligated to do so? Like, that doesn't sound fun, that doesn't sound sexy, but yet we go... We create these contracts and then we just, even if it's not working for somebody, we're like, hey, that's what we agreed to. Like, as if it can never be amended, but like, to the point where it goes, I don't care what you want to do, this is what we've agreed to do. Like, you have no freedom of choice, but nothing's amendable, we can't discuss these things. Um, but I think we're just, we've been really, really afraid to like, really see who each other are. Like, if I 
gave you keys to the kingdom, what would you do with it? You know, and then people were like, you know, there were like this fear as if a guy would go out and fuck everything that moved. I'd go around, I'd I'd run around and find every single mandingo and then do what I do with them and then take videos and then go show you. Right, like that's what people assume what would happen. Like if you gave your boyfriend or girlfriend absolute freedom, like, baby, I love you and trust you and know you make good decisions about karma and your life and energy. Do whatever you want to do, man. Like if, if we're all good, do what you want to do. And if you're truly concerned about them going nuts, then you really should question, did I choose the right person I want to invest in and have kids with or invest all this time and love and energy with? So those are my rants. We'll do rants every time, you know, things that come oh, up good. on our mind. That's so, good to know. I'll yeah. start preparing them. Rants, 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 rants. So now we're getting into the meat. The meat is us. So I'm going to start off with the easier analogy so that way <laughs> you guys know that we're okay. We're alive. We love each other. We're still together. Um, nothing like that happened. We're not calling you guys on podcast telling you guys are going to be the last podcast because we're breaking up or anything like that. Um, and so before we go into the deep part, which might shock the shit out of you because it's really heavy shit and the fact that we're sharing it on our podcast, so people are like, whoa, you're going to go there. But all it is like this. Let's say Eula and Tion are the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are an amazing team. I mean, they... They have blessed with talent, cooperation. You know, they work great together. And let's say Eula is Steve Curry. Steve Curry. Steve Kerr and Steph Curry all in one. Coach and player. So, you know, with Steph Curry, the team wins or loses with Steph Curry. And we know that Steph Curry turns over the ball a lot. He does a lot of razzle-dazzle improvising and stuff like that. And the coach will tell him, like, that's cool. That's great. It works for you. It's got you here. But in order for us to get to the next level as a team... We have to minimize these turnovers. And Steph Curry, even though he knows that he needs to minimize turnovers, he still turns over the ball a lot. And, um, you know, last year it could be said it was contributed to part of the reason we lost the championship. So even if the team is really good, even if they're the best um, and blessed beyond, they'll still miss free throws. They'll still turn over the ball. They'll still lose the games. So in that saying that, just because as the Warriors we lost last year to the Cavs. Here you go, Jason, blah, 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 blah. Um, it doesn't mean we want to get rid of Steph Curry. doesn't mean we're going to, like, we're mad at him and we hate him because of the mistakes that he made. The reality is we all make mistakes, but he, as he is the leader and you as the leader and the star of our team, we can only go as far as Steph goes. And so, and we'll always continue to pass the ball to Steph and put it in Steph's hands to make the right play or make the wrong play. So this podcast is going into Eula breaking down her turnovers and the last big turnover that had Tion so mad and so hurt and so furious that I couldn't do the podcast last time. And thus we had to take a break to recalibrate and make sure that we actually are who we say we are and speak the truth. So this is Eula's Steph Curry turnover time. Awesome. So now this is just me all by myself without any support from you. I no. mean, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, do you want support like me to make sure that you say all the shit you're supposed to say or you don't feel anything out or I, I, I have faith in you. All right. Okay. Well, let's see how it goes. Do you want to put your computer up here? Sure. 
We're moving our studio around so she can read her computer. Our big studio. Mm-hmm. At a hotel. Live from Los Angeles. Or Redondo Beach, California, to be specific. Redondo Beach, California. This podcast is brought to you by Illuminaries, 1AM First Amendment, and the Black Russian Podcast. We sponsor our own podcast and trips. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know where to start. I have never been nervous to do this podcast, and now I am. And... I think that it may be because it's actually um, the real deal. I mean, it, it uh, sunk in that I could single-handedly torpedo this thing, and that would suck big time. I saw Tion uh, angry and hurt and mad that I'd never seen him like that before, and I think... I, after 14 years of us being together, I actually realized how much I mean to him, and it would not be cool if we were forced to not be together. Yeah, true. And it sucked the whole time. Right, so I think what would be good is why don't you start with explaining them what happened? And then we can go into like the why it happened, how it's happened, and stuff like that. Oh my god. So, do we want to start with... I blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start it out. So, you know, basically we got into... after During episode 10, we were talking about what we're going to look forward to in episodes in the next phase. And one of the phases was Eula's, world, Eula's venturing back into the world of interacting with men and dating and okay cupid and just whatever just interacting with men and, and having dating, that space the word dating is not allowed right okay not dating but that's, just inter- that's my rant for next time right interacting connecting with men getting male energy from somewhere outside of me so you know we reset up our okay cupid profile and um pretty much it was you know there you go and so it was really cool it was really fun for both of us i mean obviously she got a barrage of messages um, and it was cool. Like we both have each other's passwords, and we we have a rule that you, anybody can look at our we can look at each other's profiles. We just can't be micromanaging and chiming in and snooping and stuff like that. So it's just more of like learning and observation. So it was really cool. I was feeling um, really cool and vulnerable, but it was it was a vulnerable in a good way. It was a fear in a, in a happy, like squishy way. Um, and it was really cool where everything was going cool. All the while, Eula is saying that she's not really interested in being getting um, physically attracted to anybody she just wants to meet friends and so just friends just friends just friends just friends just friends just friends and so one night she goes and meets a guy she goes over to his house and she comes home and she texts me on the way home saying that she's on her way home or she made it home whatever and I'm like cool and I was on my way home too and so what we kind of one of the rules that we made was we have this rule called let me tell it, which means when you go out in your world, um, you come back and you share whatever you're inspired to share. We don't interrogate each other to extract information. We share what we want to share, and we give each other the space to do so. So when we're coming, when I was coming back, we were discussing, you know, what was going on in my world, and blah, and all this stuff, and nothing brought came up at all that she went out. I mean, anything I knew she went out, but like nothing about how it was or was it got cool or any of that stuff. Then I get home, and there's still nothing nothing at all 
being said. And I'm just like, okay, this is interesting, but all right. And so I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. And so I'm like, I text her and I'm like, hey, you know, I think you forgot something last night. And she's like, well, what? And I'm like, well, you, you went out with a guy. This is like the first time you went out with a new guy and you went to his house. And it was at night, you know, but then you didn't say anything, not one thing at all, you know. And so I was just like, I don't know, but that just seems odd to me. And so then she proceeds to tell me that, you know, why didn't I just ask? And I should just ask. I mean, you know, you didn't, she didn't know if I wanted to talk about it, if I was vulnerable or not. And I was just like, well, that's interesting. But we talked about let me tell it. So why would I be extracting? I'm like, it just seems weird. And so she commences to tell me, you know, all the cool PC things about it. Like, you know, it's really cool, family, kids, things are great, good guy, you know, um, and stuff like that. I'm like, well, that's cool, but like, why, if it was just like that, why wouldn't you have just said that when you came back? Because every other guy you talked to or interacted with, you know, like, it, you would tell me right away, but this one you didn't. So either, you know, you feel a different kind of way about this person or something, I don't know, but it just feels weird. And so then she commenced to tell me that, no, nothing's wrong. I don't understand. Like, I know you probably don't believe me because of we've had his history with deflections and stuff. But uh, I, that's all there is. That's all there is. That's all there is. And I'm like, OK, well, that's, you, you understand that sounds crazy to me. Like, even though if that's what that's your word, if you truly believe if that's what it is, that's what it is. But I'm just saying, does, does, from my perspective, that sounds crazy. She's like, no, that's I mean, that's all it is. I don't know what to tell you. So I go, okay, cool. And I'm just feeling all weird and knotted in my stomach. So I leave. I'm like, I need to leave. Can you take our daughter to school? You know, I'll be cool in a minute. So around one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know, what's going on? You know, so we start talking and then more information comes out. And she's like, you know, like I was kind of hoping there was some connection, some physical connection, but there wasn't blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, well, what the, like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you say that earlier when I was talking to you about that? And it's just start, and it starts going from there and going from there. So at that point, it was the exact same thing. And this is, we'll talk about the origins before, but we talked about another podcast where it's like, there's so much deflecting and downplaying and I have to fight and fight to extract the truth about some shit. And, and she'll just make me feel like I'm crazy for thinking there's actually more than what she's saying. But then the minute I have to go away or internalize, little more information comes out. And then a little more, and then it's like, and it just brings me right back into this place of feeling like, like she's fucking with my mind. Um, and so that's from that's where it got to the point where I was just like, okay, look, you know, like you can't keep doing this. You can't keep deflecting. I'm giving you all the chances in the world to be honest. I'm, I want you to be honest. I want you to have these spaces. I try to be as accommodating to create the space as I possibly can and encourage you and show you that I love it and it's great and I have faith in you um, and you completely continuously put me in a corner and then make me feel like I'm crazy when I'm feeling something that I know is not right and then you share this information so that got me to the point where it was just like all right dude you know like I don't know what it is but like you gotta figure I don't know what it is but you gotta figure this out because we can't keep doing this shit um I just I just we can't. And I'm just like, you know, so I was really hurt and just fucked up in the head and just like, dude, dude, what the fuck? Like, why do we do this? We don't have to do this. We're supposed to be beyond this. Um, why do we keep doing this? And so that was the day of the podcast. 
And so, <laughs> um, basically, I was just, I was just, you know, mad, and we talked for a while, and there was, you know, she was crying, and it was painful, and she was saying, I'm sorry, and I know, and I know, and I was just saying, you know, like, all the things you're saying to me now about your, your, your hurt, and you know it's bad, and you know it's wrong, and you won't, you understand how serious it is, I, like, I've heard this all before. So I don't know what it, what you're gonna have to do to make it different for you because it clearly it doesn't resonate with you that this is that serious because you keep doing it and you keep disregarding what we've talked about even though we've talked about this over and over again. So I said at that point, you know, I I you know, I this doesn't affect the rest of our lives, doesn't affect how I love you, doesn't affect how I trust you, but all this other stuff. I, none of that's on the table. Just in this one area. I really feel that there's a part of you that doesn't give a fuck about me, you know? And so that's kind of where we were. And I ended up having to go somewhere that night and just being away from that space. Um, and so, you know, we go through that. And so it's just like, that's the kind of gist of it. And then the next day when we're talking, um, you know, she's, you know, she's saying that there's, you know, she's understands and there's more, you know, like she understands and maybe she needs to just kind of slow down and, you know, cut off her okay cupid for a while and then tell the guys that she had attraction to that if they can just be friends it's cool and then i was like what the fuck you i didn't even know there was anybody you were attracted to because all the time you were telling me that there was nobody you were attracted to they're just cool people you're talking to and so while she's trying to make men's and like grow she's still doing the same thing and dropping little dimes that there's more information that she's not telling me which which sends me right back into the whole situation again. So that's kind of what happened here. The origins is that the deflection and downplay is, is the shit that's happened many moons. We've talked about it in the other podcasts. We don't have to go all the way, like specifically into all the other things, but it's a reoccurring theme. And so that's what happened. And so now you can go back and, you know, we refreshed your memory nice and clear. We can go into, you know, your stuff. I mean, that stuff is, you know, it's cerebral, it's what I'm made out of, it's uh, what nobody other than you has ever been able to get to, and um, it's hard as hell because it's feeling like breaking bones to change anything, but at the same time, I know that um, if I don't change it, then at least this part of our lives would be different, and that is not what I want. I mean, the most frustrating part for me was that right before that happened, our vibe was probably the highest and the coolest that it's ever been, uh, because we've gotten to the place where it wasn't just Tian's world uh, it was also my world, and I was getting, um, you know, cool energy from different people, and men, that, men, right, and that was really, that was really, really cool. And then feeling how Tian was responding to it, that was cool. I felt like my value went up, uh, and how he was reaching out for me was different, and that kind of. I mean, that goes to to show you that even as cool as our relationship is, where we are supposedly on our toes all the time, 
because of how it's been set up where uh, or it's how it's worked up until now where it's always been Tion who was out uh, and uh, me knowing that he was out it was more one-sided than not and when it started to get a little more equalized the vibe was the highest that we've ever had and then so that was like a preview of what is possible but then to have this crazy drop the next day and realize that if it's not done right the whole thing's gonna go completely and that was the scariest part um because it, it's it's very real. It's not, uh, it's not something that we can shrug off and move through without changing. And the change is really, 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 really hard. And the change is all me. And the change is all mostly. I mean, I know that you're going through stuff. And uh, you have to be feeling things and you know, adjusting perspectives and reactions and all that, but my, like, my DNA has been to not tell. Like, my DNA has been I am uh, who I am, and don't anyone dare ask me questions. If I feel I want to tell, I will. Most likely, I will not feel like I want to tell. Therefore, I'm not going to tell. But that should be none of your business. That, that's my DNA. That's how I've been my whole life. That's how I've gotten to where I've gotten. That's, why, that's how I didn't break when a lot of people would break. Uh, and that's just who I am. So to realize that, holy shit, who I am can also vary realistically break the most important thing in my life that would cause a whole huge chain reaction in everything that we have, that realization is nothing compared to anything else I've ever been through. Because everything else you kind of can put on other people. Like, oh, John was drinking, therefore I left him. You know, oh, he couldn't handle his stuff, and he went downhill and he died. Oh, you know, other things happen that are hard, but I'm dealing with them, and it's not my fault, so it's easier for me to deal with. When you're faced with something that is clearly all 100% you, and you know if you don't change it, then the consequence is right there in your face, that's rough. And that's, you know, that's one thing, you know, when I, I, I mean, it, when I was spending time just, you know, with myself with no, with no um, barriers up or anything, um, it's like, well, you know, what are you going to do? You can go this way or you can go that way. If you go, if you choose to stay and protect yourself, then you're not gonna, you know, you're clearly losing this whole relationship because even though as much as Tion says everything, nothing else would change, everything would change. Um, you know, maybe on the surface and maybe, you know, in physical format, it wouldn't, but it would not be long until everything changes. And if it changes, I'm out because I, there's nothing, you right. know, it's not. Well, what I mean by change is that, I mean... You know, this specific time, 
is not changing anything. But if we keep repeating it over and over again, then it's definitely going to have an effect. It's like, you know, if somebody, Steph Curry rolls his ankle, but keeps rolling the same ankle over and over again, it doesn't have time to heal and eventually it becomes this whole separate thing. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of where we were as far as, you know, just identifying that, you know, it's not terminal now. But it was close enough to, I mean, it was it was close enough to where it's like very, it, it's a clear map. Like, yeah. if you go this way, this is where you're going to get. If mm. you go this way, it's going to be a lot harder, but it's going to get you to the place where that's eventually it's going to be more solid. Right. And, yeah, I mean, and just to, in, case, in case for some reason this is the first podcast, podcast anybody's hearing about us, you should go listen to the other ones for the origin story. But this situation is not the first time. So this rolling of the ankle is not the first time. It's been rolled several times the exact same way and exact same ankle even in even recently a couple of months ago. So it's it's a it's a deeper that's why it's like it's gets more serious at this time than it was if it was just isolated. So Right. I mean it was it it, it was at the point where uh there was nothing that I could say and that was the worst part. There was nothing that I could say that would change how he felt and there was nothing that I could say that would change how I felt and the only thing to do was to just trust that if I make the decision and start rewiring how I am then eventually if I commit to it eventually he's gonna trust that that's what I'm doing but there's no way to talk my way through it, out of it, around it, or any, any like, conversation was not even possible at all. Or well, conversation was making it worse. Yeah. You know, because it just magnifies the reality. I mean, that's what we're, what we're trying to get to was that, you know, this is a reality. There's, you know, there's nothing can, that can be said or done that's going to alter the reality of what's happened and what's happened, you know, repeatedly. So, you know, there's no more cachet of credit or benefit of the doubt in that specific area anymore. And all we have left to deal with is the reality that this is happening. And no matter what's been said in the past, it's still happening. You know, no matter. So we need to identify like what it is that we can do to make that real. Because right now the words and the actions don't match up. And it, you know, it was, of course, it's magnified by the fact that we have a podcast and we're on the podcast talking about... Hey, I could care you know, less about the podcast. Honestly, it didn't even cross my mind. No, I know. For me, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be on the podcast being hypocritical and pretend like we're, we're trying to be like, no, you know, it so it's, it's, it's all of it. It's like, that's just an example of like, you know, we're doing this podcast for as a benefit to ourselves and, and to other people of being clear and communicating and being able to go through uncomfortable things and how do people go to being honest with themselves and honest with the person like we have to just lean in and be brave and this is a situation where I was like well this is not what's happening no because honestly opening my mouth and and starting a conversation is like the hardest thing in the world when I know that it's about something that is sensitive to you personally right but and that's you know know, and then and then uh, you know like 
I'd never thought about it in the way even when we talked about it and I said yes I understand but I'd never you know I have the ability to say yes I understand and move in my own direction because I'm not convinced that you know what you're saying applies to me um, until it really applies to me and then I'm like oh why didn't you say that before right. and you're like oh I told you about a hundred times and each time you said yeah okay I understand uh, but what you know the the thing that you like when you say that in this area I don't care about you uh, on the surface makes no sense because supposedly I do not you know the reason why I have a hard time sharing is because I supposedly don't want to hurt you right. so technically that's me caring about you well that's but we've talked about that it's deeper right. than that you know, when I say, like, there's a part of you, there's a part of you that doesn't care about me. Like, it's not that you don't. It's a part of you that says, you know, I don't give a fuck what Tion feels or thinks about this. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. Right, because that's, you know, I mean, that's that's what I've lived my whole life. Like, I, when I was, when I was uh, trying to make sense of it all and figure out how, you know, like, this whole thing, like, broke me down to pieces and then I had to break my down further into more pieces and then eventually had to pick myself up and, you know, uh, remind myself that I'm actually not all that bad. Uh, but in the process of breaking myself down, uh, you know, like where I, I started, I write a lot when I don't know how the hell I'm feeling. So I just started writing and um, I started with just questioning in general who I am and uh, what came out was that, you know, I'm an alpha woman, that's pretty clear to anyone who knows me, uh, and I was never taught any self-accountability checks and balances, as in I was taught that I can do anything that I want to and I've proven that I can, but then there is no system of internal checks and balances as to, okay, well, what, that, what I'm doing, how does that affect other people? And not just how I think it affects it, but how, how do I step into like your shoes and feel and check and see how that feels to you? That's, you know, I mean, that's, I think, the danger of being who I am and being able to handle doing what I do is that I will not think to put myself in your shoes and I'll just roll over and be like or roll through and be like I got this I you know I'm controlling this I'm in control he should be fine right so yeah I mean in the, you know the, the, during the process while she's going through that I'm trying to do my best to you know keep perspective on my pain and my rage and not, you know, we still have a family. We still have a lot of different areas that we build and we enjoy each other. So I didn't want it to make it feel like um, just that that rage and anger would spill over and everything else. So I fought really hard to just kind of keep that perspective and, you know, keep in that, that place and honor it, but not uh, let it bleed everywhere. Um, because the reality is what, I, what we've talked about with her is like, you know, just like if she's Steph Curry, she is the reason that, you know, a huge reason why the team didn't get where we needed to go. 
but she's also a huge reason as to why we got as far as we got. So it's balancing both those realities that, you know, yes, your actions caused this destruction, but yes, without your action of who you are as well, we wouldn't have been as far. So it's a balancing of both of those spaces, um, you know, which is a tough, you know, it's tough to swallow both of those because they're both true and they both play a role, Um, you know, and it's, you know, for me, it's just, you know, I have to be understanding that there is, that this is the same person that, you know, has, you know, done these type of things to me before and told me in my face that it wasn't existing and these things like this, but she's also the one who's, you know, I have this great phenomenal buddyisms, family, companionship, chemistry, camaraderie, and all these things. So, like, I can't negate those things because of this reoccurring um, challenge for her. But at the same time, I can't pretend like it doesn't exist and that if we don't do anything about it, um, it's going to just just really do some damage. Also, not only just to our relationship, but to myself and to my psyche about the situation. Um, so why don't we do this? We'll go into the break and then we'll go into, you know, like what is it about the circumstances that you were dealing with that made you choose to do this? You know, like what was it about when you met somebody in OkCupid that you were attracted to? Like, what are some of the sensations and feelings that you went through? Because I'm sure there's probably other men and women that feel those type of same things that would make them feel squeamish about, you know, perhaps being honest and forthright too. So we'll go into the break. Black Russian Podcast, episode 11, first to phase two. Boom. Oh, 
consciousness a treasure that inspires me to keep my peace. For in the stillness is the key to creation of wealth and happiness from positive vibration. Positive vibration. Positive vibration. Positive vibration. Yes, 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 we are back. Black Russian podcast. Recapping and going through what it was and the things that caused us to take a month off. What created the wounds. Where the wounds went. How we've been gone about healing it and moving forward. So we talked about it in, in, in detail and gist, but there's a little bit more detail It'd be cool to go through, I think, is, you know, talk about what is that part of your process that makes it hard or uncomfortable for you to share. Like what, you know, when you, when you, when you're on OkCupid or when you meet a guy that you're attracted to, like, what is it that happens that, you know, that makes it uncomfortable? So I think, you know, through that whole thing, I mean, I've been thinking about a lot about it and uh, breaking down oh, what the hell uh, happened and why and how. Uh, and a big part of it is that I've, uh, like, we've gotten into our relationship when you knew clearly or mo- mostly clearly you knew how you wanted to live your life and what your choices were. And it made total sense to me. Um, And uh, we were in agreement in principle. You had your set of, uh, I mean, ethics. And you were, because you were clear, you also had your rules. I had the feeling that I knew that it made sense. I did not have rules. My rules were, as usual, you can do whatever feels good. Um, that's how I got into my uh, long, long friendship that also involved, um, included sex. That was the cause for the whole first um, round of our, you know, creating the wounds that you're dealing with now. Uh, I got into it without rules. I got into it on my own internal dare. Hey, can I get, like, can I make this happen? Yeah, and clearly I can make it happen. Um, the, you know, the, because there was no set, set rule, it went how it went. It, luckily, it was really cool. Uh, it was not, uh, there was nothing crazy in it. I learned very clearly what I can benefit from, you know, in having a friendship like that. Uh, But when we went through the process of, you know, opening everything up and everything came out, uh, I owned up to it. We went through it. I told you I was going to choose not to a continue that relationship and then I'll just sit it out and not have any relationships at all for now 
uh, while I think about it. But at that time, I also didn't decide, okay, honey, you need to actually start thinking what is it that if you want in your world and how do you want to do it. Uh, and I just went, you know, we were going through a lot of different things and a lot of like, you know, learning how to live uh, in a much more transparent uh, relationship. So it was literally I didn't spend time then either creating my own rules and defining what is it that I wanted in my own world. And uh, when uh, when I went into it this time, um, getting uh, you know like meeting other guys and starting conversations, I didn't have rules either. And I think you and I talked about it. And I told you that I was concerned that I was not clear on what I wanted. And you're like, well, you clearly want male energy. You clearly are missing it. So one way to find out is to actually go and see, you know, go into it, uh, which I did. And what I learned that, uh, yeah, you get 99% of messages that are pretty insanely stupid. But then you do end up meeting people that, are interesting uh, and then you do end up having uh, much more uh, like rewarding conversations and the energy that I receive from it is uh, is very clearly added to my world uh, but again there was like um, mo- it was, it's easy because most of the guys I really do not get attracted to. Uh, it's harder when there's someone that I do and I feel that I am, and then I completely do not know how to deal with it in terms of telling you about it, and then it just becomes a fucked up situation where I choose not to tell, and then, of course, eventually when it comes out, it's like, what the fuck? So that's the whole, I think, part of now that I've, I'm, I'm very directly thinking about it, is that, um, yeah, I went back, I reassured myself that that is the energy that I want to get, because it very clearly adds to my life, but I better learn, like, I better be clear with myself what it is specifically that I want, and then how do I specifically uh, make sure that I'm not uh, evading, hiding, uh, deflecting, pretending that it doesn't exist, and that I match uh, what, you know, the, the positivity and enthusiasm that you have for your world, that I match it in my world, and that's that has not happened. That's not where I am. Like that's, and until I'm there, I don't think I can afford to have it. So, you know, I've I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it, a lot of time figuring out. You know, does it mean that I don't want to have anything outside? Uh, does it mean that I don't know how to handle it? Does it mean that? Uh, maybe I can be friends, but there should be nothing uh, sexual. 
does it mean that um, I don't trust that you can handle it? Uh, you know, I mean, I clearly, I think about all of that. What does that, what are the thoughts lead you to? Well, the thoughts lead me to what I'm saying is that, A, it doesn't matter what I think, whether you can handle it or not. Um, if we are in this relationship and you are telling me that you, uh, that the problem is not you being sensitive, the problem is not you knowing that maybe I'm intimate with somebody else, the problem is with me telling you I'm not when I really am, then I have to trust you. Uh, when I, you know, I, it, it was very interesting, it was really, uh, I think, important to me when you were so mad at me that I didn't know, you know, if you were going to come home in two days, in three days, if I was going to see you. Uh, you know, it made me be, like, super, like, drop all guards down, and I talked to people uh, that I normally wouldn't be so open with. And one of your friends <laughs> said, you know, when I actually told him everything, and he was like, holy shit. Um, he's like, you know, maybe you should just uh, remember that he likes certain things in his way, and you just do it his way. Like, he wants you to tell him, or he wants you to share, or he wants you to trust that that's, that's how he feels, just don't question it, you know, like, if that, if he tells you he likes his coffee this way, make it this way, like, why even try and override it, and that was, that was one of the really cool things that uh, helped me see that I keep overriding what you tell me you want, like, I literally go, nah, he just says he can handle it, but in reality, I know better he can't. Right, and that's, you know, that's where the, the, the root of that's why when, when we talk about it and you say, you know, that you don't, you, you do or do not do things in situations because you don't want to hurt me. And I go, well, that's not the deepest truth. The truth is that you don't want to feel what it may feel like to say those things. So therefore, it's not really about me. It's about you. It's about how you want to feel. Yep. You know, so overriding me is not being necessarily because you don't think I can handle it. It's just because you don't even want to deal with me having the information and what I do with it or out of it because you just don't deem it's none of it's any of my business, which means it's disregarding the pillars that we're building on, you know. And it's it's. Uh, it, well, I mean, you know. I think that that's splitting hairs. I think that if if I say that yes, I disregard what you say. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter why I disregard it. It's just the fact that I disregard it. Other than it's it's actually for you. It's not for me. Well, yeah, if I disregard yeah. it, I, obviously I disregard it for myself. Right, but a lot of times we'll say, I, I disregard what you're saying because I'm afraid that, I, that you'll be hurt by what I say. Or you won't be able to handle it. But the deeper is not about anything about what you're afraid of about me feeling. It's just you don't want to deal with that. So it's a, it's a, it's a, we do that. We all do this. It's a selfish thing. Like we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, not because we want to hurt, we don't want to hurt their feelings. That's part of it. But the deeper part is we don't want to feel what it feels yeah. like when we hurt somebody's feelings. So it's a yeah. selfish reason that motivates us. 
um, to do these things. It's just yeah, a matter of, no, you know. I, I was actually, I was thinking about it. I was, you know, like I say, I write when I don't know how I feel, and I started writing. And um, the other day I was on the plane, and I started writing, and this thing came out, and uh, it's about, you know, feeling free. Like, I, you know, I, one of the things that I'm thinking is that, like, Tion feels really free to do what he does like he has his gauges he has his rules he has his boundaries but within those he definitely feels free right i mean i'm not yeah, trying to I'm, put I'm, any... I'm bounded by karma i'm bounded by goodwill and i'm bounded by playing my part and being present um, anything that fits in those and being of service to people Anything in that realm, I'm, I feel free to choose the decisions I make with who and what and when and where. Right, and I started understanding that I don't feel that same way because if I did, then I would just do what feels right and not be concerned about, you know, disclosing it. So I, I was thinking, you know, why would I not feel free? And this thing came out, so what is free? Uh, scary. Why scary? Because it is unknown. Why is unknown scary? Because there is no control. Why is control comforting? Because we think we create outcomes. Why do we need known outcomes? For safety. What is unsafe and not knowing? Possibly everything. What is the worst that can happen? Feeling bad. Why are we afraid of feeling bad? Because it feels like failure. Why do we avoid feeling failure? Because we think we have to succeed. And why do we think we have to succeed? Because of ego. Well, the ego, <laughs> like we always, I always, with me, I always have to come back, come, come back to it. Um, that's you know the fail, the fear of. Feeling bad drives us clearly. We try to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, I'm no exception, obviously. Um, and it's a huge motivator. And then if you do not have parameters which keep you, you know, bound to uh, your own rules then, you know, floating around is scary. It feels like uncontrolled freedom. It's like giving kids the keys to, their, to the world. I mean, they'll be pretty scared if they don't have limits and they don't have parameters. So I think going back to, you know, everything in, in my world is that uh, the process that I'm going through now is literally going through and... Um, figuring out uh, I, I, you know, what is it that I want what is it that uh, I'm concerned with how do I get through you know, the concerns and then just, I think, rearranging everything to where uh, what I want to get from the outside world is clearly respected by me uh, if it's respected by me, then it's definitely going to be respected by you. And then it goes up uh, to, like, out of a dark corner into a bright light. And then it's, it's 
it's part of you know who I am, and then it's part of who we are, and then it's not scary anymore. Right. So, what is it now that we've gone through the that part of it, and we're working on part of the growth? What do we do from here? What do you do from here? Like, what do you, what do you feel are some of the things that you're doing for yourself to get past this reoccurring situation? Um, well, most, mostly now pondering, um, pondering, you know, with myself, uh, pondering with you when I have something to share. I do, uh, you know, I, 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 I try to be, uh, like, I have voices in my head when I'm, I'm talking to someone, like I'm talking to some guy. And uh, I literally have voices in my head. Hey, you know, uh, this is interesting. I need to tell Tion. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't need to tell Tion. So now I'm like, no, you do need to tell Tion. Mm-hmm. So it's actually like practical, <laughs> practical exercises of, nope, you need to tell Tion. And whether it feels good or doesn't feel good, it's like whether he's going to question or not, uh, it's just I'm trying to, to get into, like, actually change habits and routines. Um, and I think, well, and I'm also trying to be a lot more direct in other parts of my world where I've never been direct. Uh, being direct with my family is something that is completely new. Uh, no one in my family is direct. I'm the most direct person. I've been direct with our kids. I've been uh, really direct with and making a big effort to, to talk uh, more and, and uh, about not just easy topics with the kids. And that's, uh, I know that that benefits them and it, it benefits me. But also, uh, you know, I just had a very super direct conversation with my sister that I'd never had in, how old am I? 45? Yeah, in 45 years. Um, and it, it felt really good. It was hard, but it felt really good. So, you know, practice, I don't see any other way around it. No. I can't, you know, I mean, telling myself, that I'm just not gonna deal with anyone outside is stupid. Like that's not that that's not the answer. I would not respect myself if I did that. Um, so it's literally just practice. It's literally just inhaling and going, "Hey, Tion, this happened," or you know, I'm just like that. Right? Does that feeling or crossroads come up often? They do. They come often. I mean, much more often than you know. Like I, the the hamster in my head is pretty crazy. Like the the, the uh, desire to not tell is pretty intense. But now to me, it's a like okay, well, fuck it. I you're not the boss of me. Like the my voice in the head is not, or my ego is not the boss of me. I'm like just just open your mouth and talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so, you know, we go through it all, and, you know, there's the micro and there's the macro of it all. The macro of it all is 
you know, you can't have the heights that we have. You can't have the blessings that we have, the level of appreciation and just amazing things that happen with and to us and around us without busting our ass and without falling down and without making mistakes and being open and doing that and not being so you know so afraid to make mistakes that we don't try anything i mean we you know if we you know we got out of a box we're creating our own box the box that we created is not even a box it's not even something that's cement it's something that is more powerful than cement but more flexible than air it, it, it adjusts it amends if you're doing it right um, your relationship structure and your parameters will change as it goes through the years because we grow, we change, we evolve. Um, and sometimes we know it before things happen. Sometimes we learn it after things happen. Um, and it keeps us on our toes. And that's kind of the type of relationship structure that we have found that works best for us because it gives us room to grow. It gives us room to adjust, to amend, to recreate, to rebrand, to take over change up rearrange you know all these things that that reflect the growth that we each do as human beings which would then mean that as a relationship it would reflect that i mean if we're both growing as individuals the relationship's going to change shape as well as we grow I mean, the yeah there's changes. no i mean this this past um you know situation is not the only way out of it for me or through it for me was to do it for myself there's nothing here that i can do for you that would help at all right nor nor is there something like we talked about nor is there something um there is as much as that we talked about like as much as you care about me i'm me and us isn't an isn't an action motivator that's going to get you to do this because if it was it would have already happened and so the deeper is like it has to really feel like it's a benefit to you which it which it is now um, for you to act on it because if I was a motivator for the evolution it would have happened already mm-hmm. if we were if, if our relationship survival well, I mean you know, I think that you've been a motivator but it's not enough to go as deep as like this see this literally feels like my bones are being broken and rearranged right like that's it feels like it's it's you know cerebral on the DNA level like there is no, there, there, there is, I don't believe that there is anything outside of some crazy tragedy that can motivate me to do it other than myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the reality with everybody. Like, right. you know, the deeper motivation is not going to come from saving your relationship or even what about my kids? Like the deeper thing is well, going to I mean, come the reality from... is that, you know, as much as John loved me and loved the kids, he couldn't change, you know, the one thing that was taking him like away from me and the kids right. because it wasn't for him. Like he didn't have that. That was not enough motivation for him. Right. I know. <sighs> But yeah, so, you know, now we walk it through, we walk it out, we give each other space. I mean, she's dealing with the process of her thing. I deal with my ride of, you know, frustration, anger, overstanding. Um, And the way I deal with my frustration and anger is pretty much like, you know, I've removed myself from any part of the compersion of her experiencing her outer world, like meaning... I still love it. I still think she should enjoy it. I still think all these great things. I just don't want to be involved right now. Like I'm so, that part of me is so burnt. 
and so hurt that I don't even want, I don't want a part of it. I really don't, I'm not excited about any of it right now. Like I'm, you know, and that's, it's like, that's like the, where you're so hurt, you can't even be in the game. It's like when you're injured, like when you, you know, you're dead, you're tearing AC, MCL or ACL, like you can't even be in the game. Like, so it's like, that's kind of how that part of my emotions feels about that part. And it sucks. It's like, you know, I don't, I was so excited to be, you know, okay, Cupid profile and reading these things and learning about the way that people receive her and how amazing it was. It was so fun. Um, and then through all this, it just like, you know, just tore that part of my personality is MCL where it's just like, you know, like, I don't want to be that involved. I don't want to, um, you know, I don't not be proactively encouraging or cheerleading. It's just more like, you know, whatever you do, you do it how you do it. I'm not going to ask hardly anything about it. You tell me what you feel you want, what you feel is important. I'm just going to believe it. Um, I'm not going to ask any more questions like I normally would do to try to extract more truth. If I feel there's more, I'm just going to be like, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't know, but I, I don't have the the energy or the, the, the strength in that part of my, my, my personality and my sensitivity to even deal with that now. So it's just like, you know, whatever, whatever I'm told is what I believe. Um, you know, and that's, that's a state of being now. It's not a permanent state of being. It's a passing through. It's like when someone tells their MCL, they have to go through the process of healing it. There's no fast yeah, but way. In, you you know. know, I mean, that's, that's why I told you when we were, you know, trying to figure out what it is that we're going to do with that. Um, I understand that that is uh, the space that you need to take. And it was, you know, at the same time, I have to figure out my own uh, rules of engagement and uh, parameters and, you know, rules of uh, sharing with you and all that. So, I will not be, uh, you know, like this is going to be our time for you to heal and for me to figure things out. Yeah. And, you know, and in me saying that this is what I'm doing, th it, it mainly means, you know, I'm in support of whatever Eula needs or wants to do. Like if she needs and wants to tell me things, she should. It's My healing is not going to be hurt by that. My thing is just I'm not proactively seeking that and, cheer and being the proactive cheerleader that I was of that and the encouragement. So I don't want to, you know, and this is for, for podcasts, everybody, everybody, like, I don't want to get to a point where it's like, you're worried about me healing to where you don't say shit. And then you go back into any well, habits, no. you know, I mean, it's like, whatever you feel, whatever you think so you need, you know, say it, say it, say it, you know, so we, so when we're healing, we're healing properly with the right information, the right nutrients, right? It's like, you know, the most, like, you know, when we're talking about people's fears and, you know, fear of the alpha male and what are these fears? And you, you was asking me, what is my fear? Is it, a, is it a rich white man? Is it a bigger black man? Or whatever these fears are, because we all men have a fear of the alpha male, whether we admit it or not, it's just a higher or lesser degree. Um, and I was saying, you know, at this point in my life, like, I don't have a fear of someone coming along who's more successful, who is more athletic, or any of those things. And my biggest fear is just fear that I've been told that things are a certain way and then find out later that they not, they're not that way again. 
you know, and that's my biggest fear. And so I have to manage that fear because, you know, fear is something you, you acknowledge and you identify, you work with, but you don't, you don't let it rule you. You don't let it act. You don't let it change the way you live because that will then promote that fear. Um, it's the love and the trust and the, and, the, and the doing what me and you would do and loving and hanging out and painting and making love and having great conversations and all these things that make the fear um, heal and neutralize, but it's still there. Like, that's my fear. Like, if there's any time I have a flinching is where I'm like, you know, there's going to be a day when a conversation comes up about something that we thought, that I thought we fully resolved, that I knew everything, and that I don't fully know everything, you know. And so, you know, that's kind of what the, the fear I, have, I manage, you know. Um, and I think it's cool to share that with you guys because... You know, a lot of times they try to act like we're not afraid or we or we're just totally fine or we just we just don't want to do that. It's just not my preference. But reality is a lot of times we don't do shit because we're afraid to because yeah. we're, we're nervous. We're afraid. It's uncomfortable. Um, and so what we do is we, we macho up. Or we just try to create this illusion that the reason why we don't want to, you know, do that or climb this hill or discuss those things is because it's just not important or it's not what we think about where in reality we're just terrified of it right and that was that was initially the reason why uh you know after our our like what a year and a half ago when we went through the process i'm like i'm just not gonna do anything because i'm so traumatized and i'm so afraid of that that i'm just not even gonna touch it right uh yeah and it's tough because you know we try to not do things but there's still more things come out um you know and it's you know that's the that's the that's the hard part i mean that's you know there's just you know every there every time there's been that's it that's final there's more 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 and so like i was saying we we're going through it in the middle of it i was saying you know i have faith in you and i love you like i more than i've ever loved you before as we keep going through it but it would be unwise of me to think that everything is tr- truly slated up to this point. And, you know, it would, it would be um, not wise to still give you space to make that mistake again, you know. And so these are the things that we manage while we enjoy the great life, you know. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that we have an amazing life, we have an amazing relationship. It doesn't change the fact that we're the warriors, um, but it's, you know, that's what it is, is that, you, you know, like Steph Curry has to manage, you know, his actions and the, the rest of his, the rest of the team has to worry about like, well, I mean, you know. I, I don't think that, you know, we assuming we go through this and that I can put anything on coast. Right. I, you know, I think that I, I understand myself enough to where I know how strong my ego is and I know how strong my knee jerk to just do my own stuff and not, uh, pay, you know, and not share, not care, not just be like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I do, you know, and not understand that. You know, maybe that, maybe my style would be perfectly fine for somebody else, but it's not fine in our relationship. So I have to account for that, and I have to remember that, all right, well, your knee-jerk is to not tell or to even pretend that that doesn't exist, but that's not, you know, that, right. that, 
And also what we talked about, and this is the part of it, just cool as we were talking about how your nature is not to plan. Like your nature is just to not plan and just wing it. And, you know, my nature is to over plan and, you know, rarely wing it, even though they're both, we learn from each other that they're both important. But, you know, this is one of those, those parts where I was really emphasizing, like having a plan and thinking it through. Um, and this is one of those times where it, you know, that's now it has to be a situation where it's thought through and, you know, and and thoroughly. And that's why I tell, you know, like the cool thing about this podcast with with us is that we we come, we we have two different core natures. I like to think twice as much as I do. And she likes to do twice as much as she thinks. She moves, she goes with the flow. She feels how she feels and she deals with it as she goes. And it's been you know, it works for 85, 90% of everything she does. Um, you know, I like to plan things through. I like to have a plan. I like to be aware. And I can have many plans and just think things through on all different ways just so I'm not cut off off guard. I don't like surprises. I, you know, try to minimize them if I can. Um, but, you know, in situations like with relationships and how we deal with other people, I mean, it's, it's very, to me, it's very important to have an understanding of, like, what, put yourself in certain scenarios how was it how does it work are there any parts that feel uncomfortable that I'd have a hard time speaking on well let me write that down let me go through that identify where the pain is and work through that in practice and so some people will say well you can't really do that until you do it and I'm like no well that's one way to think of it but you know you can definitely get better at shooting free throws by shooting more free throws you can work on your passing by practicing passing you can study tape and these things so you know when certain defenses come at you you know what to do you don't have to always learn that when you're triple teamed in the you know in the game you can't just pass it over their head or you'll get blocked like you want to have a plan um and i think that you know as we both learn to have faith in each other in certain areas this is one of those areas where it's, it's probably good to have a plan and this is what i'd suggest to you know people who are listening to like Think it through. Like, if you think you want to open your relationship, think it through. Like, ask yourself why. Ask yourself how it would work. Put yourself in situations like what happens if your wife comes home and says, hey, now that we open, I met a cool guy. He's great. He's funny. And he's into these things that you're not into. And it's, I'm excited about that. Like, how do you deal with that? You know, if you're a man, you know, if you're a vice versa, or if you're, you're a woman, your husband comes home, like, okay, now that we open this up, I met this girl. She's amazing. She lives in Santa Cruz. I'm going to go down there and spend the night. Like, what are these things through? Do some research. Read about different people, different experiences. Some people have more experience with this. Learn from it. You don't have to buy it wholeheartedly and eat it and do exactly how anybody else does. But it helps to have perspective beyond our own. We don't want to wing it. You don't want to get it, open your relationship up and not know what to expect. It's that one time your wife stays at someone's house and you feel all these crazy feelings and you never know. You didn't know what they're, you didn't know to expect these feelings. You know, so definitely take the time and plan it out think about it um at least you well know. i think that that's what happened like i have thought through everything and you know lived through everything that uh and know how to plan for everything on your side i don't know how to plan for most things on my side i knew how to plan for my things on my side before because it was not in your face it was you know, not anything that was coming up often, so planning around that was easy. But, you know, for, like, planning for anything in, on my side that is, uh, you know, more than, like, 
once in a blue moon thing is not anything that I've ever done. Right. And and the, the, the cool thing about it is that it's the same practice. You just apply the same things to me to yours, and that's, you know, that's how you get practice. It's just like, it's the same thing I was saying for, for me. It's like, you know, I've never had the pain, pleasure, opportunity to experience you going out with somebody and having an, a deeply intimate, whether it's physical or sexual interaction with somebody because I've never been told. But I trained for it since 99 when I decided to be open. I had to be like, I can't um, expect these levels of freedom and respect and trust if I can't give it. So I would put myself through scenarios like, what's it going to be like when, you know, a person that I'm that I'm with brings somebody else to introduce me to that I know they're connected with and sexually with? You know, what do I do when Eula goes, hey, I'm going to Santa Cruz for the weekend because so-and-so's there from out of town and I, that's where he's staying and I'm going to go stay with him for a couple of days. Like, you know, all, it takes nothing but literally just ask that question and then think it through. You know, so the, the the good news is all the things that need to be thought about or have been thought about, you just got to, you know, like you're already doing it, just apply it to yourself. And, you know, so it's cool. I mean, we don't, it's, it's cyclical in the sense that the, the same core things that, the same core things that made, that makes Eula, a.k.a. Steph Curry, great are part of the things that, are his, are his, her Achilles heel. Like those are the things that make you great. Those are the things that can cost us the game, cost us the championships. So, you know, you don't ever want to, you know, change it or micromanage it. From my standpoint, as, you know, being the partner, being the teammate, it's just like, you know, just put it in her hands and have faith in her and know that, you know, you know there's a reason why we have all this. And I'm only a part of it. You know, there's a reason why we continue to grow, and I'm only a part of it. You know, so you have to, you know, when you're going through shit with your partner and you're going through shit with your, you know, anybody close, you have to keep it in perspective. Like, no matter how hurt you are, identify the reason you're hurt is because you care about the person so much. You know, um, and, you know, they are, they're still the same person you thought they were a week ago when everything was flying high. You know, they're all, they're the same person. They're all of them. I think that was the most frustrating part of the process with me, for me, that I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not, you know, I'm the same person, exact same person. And now, like, yesterday felt awesome, and today it feels retardedly bad. Right. And then, I mean, the the hardest part uh, is that it's nobody else's responsibility, and no one can put you back together you just have to decide you know what I am this person and there are parts that make me amazing and there are parts that maybe are exactly the same that you know make me amazing Uh, also if I don't treat them right you know are gonna hurt the closest person to me and that's you know that's extremely painful but you get to go, you know what, I'm just going to be the best me I can and be mindful and figure out what lessons exactly uh, I'm learning here and go with it. 
because yeah. there's nothing, you know, I mean, I can't sit around and wait for somebody else to pick me up. Like, yeah. that's never going to happen. No, and like the goal, of the, you know, the suggestion I make is train now. Like, train now for situations you hope to put yourself in. Train now for situations you hope um, that, you will, that you may encounter on your path. You know, prepare now. Don't wait till the interview to then go study. Like, study now. Like, you refining yourself, understanding who you are, and being able to be brave enough to communicate your truth on the front end will save you years of stress and worry and ducking and dodging and all that shit. Like, if you just state who you are and what your boundaries are in the beginning... You'll say Yeah, but you gotta know that. Like you, you gotta know it. That's the that's, that's you that's know the like, study. like the problem with me is like we, the reason why I sit down to write uh, when I know I need to, I need to like figure something out, is because I literally do not know what's gonna come out. Right. Well then And then, you know, I sit down and write and then sometimes stuff comes out that I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. Right. And that's that's the study, is that you have to give yourself outlets to discover what's inside of you. So it's, you know, if, if you've learned over the years that writing does that, then you write more often. Because there may be shit just backed up that you may not know. And if you don't write, you won't find out and it may come out in a fucked up way. So it's whatever it is you need to do to help you understand yourself. Um, it's good to do that because life will put you in circumstances that you probably had no idea you'd be in. And if we're not prepared to be ourselves and to be truthful, we'll do some other shit and then we'll be weirded out and then we'll either have to go back and amend it or we'll be like, damn, we should have just told this person no or told the person like, you know, I like you, but I'm not giving up my freedom. And if yeah. that means you can't be with me and you can't feel love for me, if, if, I, if I love other people, places and things, then I can't be with you. But a lot of people won't say that. They'll just be like, no, nah, it was just good. I didn't want to ruin a good thing. And next thing you know, they're six months, eight months, two years into a relationship. And now they're like, well, shit, I can't. I really can't tell, tell that shit now because we're already here. Like, he'd be like, why, did you, why didn't you tell me before? And then three or four years down the road, it's going to be like, get married or whatever. And it's like, I'm not sexually fulfilled. But I can't say that to him now. Like, I'm already here. I might, and then you just you suck it up. And then years and years go by because yeah. we're creating these habits of not being forthright with, our, with, with people up front. And then you duck and dodge and lie. And next thing you know, you're unseen. You're feeling neglected. You're feeling hurt. And then you go and you meet somebody somewhere else who sees you as who you are. And it's like a breath of fresh air. It recalibrates your spirit. But then now you're in a situation where you feel that that is right and you feel that you have the right to do these things, but you are in a contractual situation where you've handed over your freedom and you can't do that. So then you're stuck in the juxtapose of like, what I feel is right, what I spiritually feel is right, I have no access to. And what I know is wrong, what I know is stifling me is what I've signed up for. Yeah. And how do I get out of the situation? Because now there's other things, there's, there's kids, there's houses, there's finance, there's emotional stability there's fear of what would happen there's fear of freedom you know yeah. and then you get stuck and then you get high when you and you're out with someone who sees you then you get low when you realize that you can't even participate in the type of interaction you'd like and then you go up and down up and down up and down so you know if you can when you can 
before the storm comes, prepare for the storm. Storms will always come, especially if you're trying to grow. If you're not trying to grow, you may never have a storm. But if you're trying to grow, you're trying to climb that mountain, you're trying to refine yourself, trying to get better at a craft, a passion, you're trying to uh, excel in your career, you're trying to advance and evolve yourself so you can have better relationships, all of that, you're gonna encounter steeper hills, pitfalls, rolled ankles, MCLs, miscommunication, misunderstanding, all of that stuff. So prepare, have fun, prepare, have fun, prepare, prepare, have fun, have fun, have fun. Enjoy, give thanks, be grateful, prepare some more, write shit out. That's the Virgo in me saying, just write it all out. I mean, my struggle is to, when things go back to where everything is fine, where it feels like it's all good, uh, to remember that, you know, I have this responsibility to keep working on myself and keep uh, projecting as, you know, what is it that I want, how is it going to work, uh, what am I doing, am I back in my old habits, like all of those are my responsibilities, it's not, you know, that's the part, that's probably the only part of, you know, that feels like I'm an adult, like these are responsibilities that if I do not uh, fulfill them, they can derail my whole life. Nothing else, like paying the mortgage, you know, paying for the cars, whatever, you know, kids' tuition, this and that. Those are, like, responsibilities that, whatever, they're not going to derail my life. Um, but not fulfilling my responsibility to myself to keep the checks and balances and make sure that I don't fall into a routine where I forget how easy it is to do something that will uh, ruin this whole thing, that's definitely a grown-up responsibility. Yeah, it's a professional responsibility. It's like we, if you're going to be Steph Curry and we're going to be on a winning team and we want excellence, we have to train. Steph Curry needs to shoot free throws every day. He needs to stretch. He needs to do weightlifting, core strengthening. He has to eat a good diet. He has to rest good. He, you know... When he's feeling good, he works out harder. When he's feeling hurt, he has to take time off. So, and that's one thing we'll end it with too, is the best time to prepare and to refine and to have these deep conversations is when you're feeling really good, when your vibration is high, when you're feeling confident. The worst time you wanna have these conversations is in crisis, when you're low, when you're vulnerable, when you're afraid, when you're dejected, because that you're not your best self then. It's like trying to go to a, a job interview when you have a lack of sleep and you're on a sugar low. Like you're just not gonna perform well. So think about what we normally do and do the opposite. We only talk about shit when shit hits the fan. We should be talking about shit when, it's, when there's nothing hitting a fan, when yeah. we're feeling really good. And that's, that's the biggest challenge because who wants to do that? Like you don't wanna do that. Yeah. No one wants to do it. I mean, you know, I create routines for myself, and even that is difficult to stick to. Uh, it's easier now. I've been doing it for years, and I'm just adding to them, so I know that I can do it. Uh, but it's not easy. Like, putting, you know, I'm not a Virgo. Uh, my mind doesn't naturally work this way. <laughs> putting myself through situations feels like fake, because really the only way that I can really, really, really learn is to live through it. So to recreate 
a situation is not easy for me at all. Like, it's not natural. She's got that Allen Iverson attitude. But not the real deep, honest Allen Iverson, but the whole interview. Just the soundbite they, they slandered him with, where she's like, talking about practice? <laughs> not a game, not a game. Not a game that I put my life on the line for. But you're talking about practice? Come on, man. <laughs> That's what she's like. She's like, what? I don't need to shoot these free throws. We ain't even in the game. These free throws don't even matter. I can wing it. And like, oh, trust me, when it's game time, I will not turn the ball over. And just like watching the game tonight, Steph Curry turnovers around the back, mm-hmm. like no look passes, right? It's like, oh. Yeah. And you can watch the coach all the time be like, fuck. I, I, he, God. But, you know, so that's where we are. This is the, we're here. We made it. We're back. We're alive. We're here. We should love each other. I appreciate everybody who reached out. Like, people were freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Like, we're like, you know, it's it, it's like, we're like people's, like, favorite little relationship. <laughs> it's like, we're the famous, <laughs> like, you know, we break up. It's like when Tribe Called Quest broke up. It's like, oh, no. Like, no. You know, so people are like, what, you good? Like, y'all good? Like, what happened? Like, people just came out. And so it was really cool. I appreciate everybody who... Um, you know, reached out and just checked in on us and stuff like that. I mean, you guys mean a lot to us, and I, I'm glad that we have such a positive impact um, in your life as a contributor that, you know, you guys genuinely are concerned about, you know, us being together. But, you know, we're not done. There's a lot more to this, and, uh, you know, we're not trading anybody. We're not going to trade Steph Curry, <laughs> you know, and get somebody else, you know, like that. She, you know, she's not going to quit the team and want to be a free agent because the rules were fucked up and she had they made her practice and shit like that so you know we're good to go this is the beginning of phase two we're gonna go all around different topics we're not just gonna have one core topic every episode we'll have several topics we'll have rants we'll have more guests um you know whatever we discover between how other people do it how they don't do it the pitfalls we're gonna be telling can we gossip we can gossip, we can spill the beans, we'll tell on ourselves, we'll keep it 100. We will not be on here saying some so shit. So do I get you know? to, like, tell about my any of my developments? You're supposed to. Okay. Yeah, this is where you're supposed to. If you don't, then I'm going I'm to sick them on you. Okay. So, so you, you have to, you have to tell on yourself. Just making sure. And you guys, you guys that you're listening, you and have you guys, to. I mean, next time, I'll, I'll, there'll be some really cool stories because some, I mean, some stories that I've, I've learned are really super cool. Like, people really uh, go through, you know, like, relationships are hard. Long-term relationships are hard. And it's really interesting to get so close to people that you start understanding. Like, they just tell you how it works and... Um, it's really interesting. Like you'll be in the, the you you see similar situations where people decide to go about them in totally opposite ways, and you know, like I can't even opine as to which way is better or which way is worse because you know it works for them. That's great. Yep. The bottom line is. If it's good and professional grade, it takes professional grade work. You will not win championships in life, in your passions, in anything by, by just freestyling. Like You will have to work. 
and train and keep working. And as long as you want those level of, of results, you will have to keep working. Like Michael Jordan didn't get to the point of yeah. his championship level and then just like stop working out. You got to work hard to maintain it. So if you, if you want the amateur life with amateur results, amateur love, harder. amateur fucking, you know, amateur head, you know, amateur hand-holding, amateur Netflix and chill or whatever fuck. If you want amateur results, then just do amateur shit. I think it gets harder the deeper you go. Yeah. The, the higher, the higher, the, the, the heights. The higher the heights, the deeper the depths. The deeper the depths, the, the more you have to work to sustain the heights. I mean, even if, you know, I mean, through this time, like I've shared uh, with just a couple of people and their reactions were like, holy shit, like this is A, it's crazy, B, uh, it doesn't sound right, like all kinds of reactions. And uh, it's, you know, like I, there are some, t- some that I can't even explain that no, you think it's like, it, you think it's messed up or, you know, Tian's overreacting, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it's really hard to go so deep as to explain why what I, how I choose to do things actually puts him in a situation where he can't trust me. Because on the surface, if I was to tell the story, the reaction is like, dude's overreacting. He's out hanging out with people all the time and you go out once and you come back and you don't tell him exactly play by play immediately and he loses it. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's unfair. That's the standard reaction. Right. And they don't realize, like, I'm not asking for her to tell me about if you stuck her finger in her booty hole or anything like that. It's it's literally, and there's we'll go into this too as we get later on different podcasts. There's a difference between um, being brave and being honest and like discretion. Like you're allowed to be discreet. You don't have to tell anybody everything, you know, but you share what you want to share based upon what you're inspired to share. We just make sure that we're making moves that are out of compersion and proactive out of love and not out of fear or out of, you know, trying to reroute somebody. So. Yeah, no, I think my point is that, you know, when you get get deeper into these relationships and the heights are higher, uh, it becomes more and more important to uh, differentiate like what is a standard reaction versus what is applicable to your guys' relationship. Right, right. Because like a standard reaction on my part would be like, dude, you're tripping. Like, right. what, are, you, are you insane? Like, how can you even possibly be upset at me? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, people have the standard reaction. They're definitely, it's a different ball of wax. And it's, you know, it's more of a competitive energy. Like, he gets to go and you can. It's like, no. I get that all the time. Like, what do you mean he's mad? Like, how do, this is crazy. Like, wait, what? He's upset at you, but yet he's the one going out all the time. And you go out once, literally, and this is what you get. Like, how, explain to me how this is fair. Right. So for all those people who say those things, I will address you before we go. Look. Eula can do anything and everything she wants. And there's nobody who's more supportive and more encouraging of her to do that than me. 
ever since the very beginning, one of the core reasons why I was concerned about us getting together too soon was I was like, you barely had time to do whatever you want to do. Um, and so through the whole time, I've always encouraged her that she deserves an expanded circle of, of friends and, and, and people to speak to and share with and love. And I've always been that way. I've never told her that she can or cannot. It's not the going out. It's not the experiencing other men, other women, other people. It's not being moved. I mean, I want her, if she's going to go out, she's going to experience men or experience anything. I want it to be as deep and meaningful and mind-blowing as it's supposed to be. I want her to be so happy and so moved that she becomes the person more and more she's supposed to become. I am not the one interfering with that. Um, the only time I get upset is when we are not upholding our ethics and um, our commitment to ourselves with being forthright and being brave and being truthful. That's all. Anything else is cool. She could have came home that night and been like, yeah, it was totally cool. He's a good dude. Um, we had a great time. It was a good conversation. Man, I like that guy. And I would have been like, cool. Like There, uh, there would have been nothing else. I had no concern or worry about if she had sex or not had sex. My concern is that she had a good time. My concern is she feel good. Does she come home and feel good? That's all I care about. Um, she'll share with me what she wants to share. She wants to share about how the attraction was there, how it wasn't there, um, or any of that stuff. It's totally up to her to share that, and I will create the space and hold the space for her to do so. So for those of you guys who are wondering about fair and not fair, it's, that's yeah, not I it. Yeah, I mean, and my thing is that, you know, I mean, I don't play fair, not fair. I just want to know... Uh, what is it that I do that causes this and then figure out how to not do that? Like, if I manage to do it, then I'm good. Yep. And, you know, and, and we just own our shit. Like, if I'm flashing on her because I'm insecure, she doesn't have to do anything different. That's my issue. And vice versa. Like, we just own our shit. We discuss and share. But, you know, if, if I fuck up, then it's on me to fix that. It's not on me to be like, well, what about those times when you fucked up? Like, our goal is we're both trying to get better. We're not trying to tear each other down to make us feel eye to eye because we're both on our knees now. We're trying to rise up. So the, the whole goal in pointing out issues um, and going through it is to minimize the turnover so we can actually win the championship over and over again. So this is Tianbu Kuwan and... This is Yula. That's, yeah, that's right. I forgot. She says no, nothing after that. No, what we've talked about. <laughs> I know, I forgot. So it's good to be back. What are you waiting? Eula, uh, what? I don't know. I don't Eula know. the something rabbit? Eula, Eula the... Eula, aka Yoda, aka the rabbit, aka something really long in Russian? Mm, yeah, no. You know, I might think about it. Any of those things. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're back on schedule June 1st, June 15th, July 1st. On we go and enjoy the last track by Janine Jo. I am the keeper of the gate, a seer of the way, a seeker of the fullness in the future of the clay. These hands 
are rough and the purpose to create from a mind unconfined that is designed to calculate intuiting of the essence awareness of the presence of the whole beyond each individual part master of the mind space mason of the landscape with intelligence she access from the heart a spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo the fruit she will bear or what she has access to the world and all perception are simply too subjective they cannot quench the yearning for the truth the evidence magnetic the source is alchemetic and this knowledge must be given to the youth so what seems to be a sacrifice to those outside the temple as they fail to overstand the path she choose is what she willingly releases as she actively connecting with the forces that she learning how to use a spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo Observe the four legs on the X chromosome, the three legs on the Y. The seven is the completion, nevertheless, never the Y. Two plus two, two times two is the same in the eyes. The mitochondria squarely proves how much of the blueprint she provides. The fullness of joy in a sober overflow. Suffer, say, refuse in a reverse, if you know. Strive, say, efforts in reverse, also, too. A spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo. The fruit she will bear, the power she has access to. Them tell you, you mustn't talk to yourself and keep away from selfishness. Eve brings sin to the world, so now we're punishing everyone born as a girl. Make we break it down from the root of the square of the source that we tapped into is more than just a number, it is the first evolution of life. But one is the truth of the matter, the latter is the fruit of the movement of sign. Yes, sign is I in mathematical manifestation of life spiraling and self-individual mind is what expansion of consciousness will help one to find and womb is a function of men we are not separate all emanating from the same divine plan so persecution of the feminine is the reason for the state the world is in a spiritual woman is the greatest threat to the status quo What she has access to
She has access to her.